Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Over the last couple of weeks, I've been having conversations with different people. And one thing has stood out to me in virtually every conversation that I've had All of us, to some degree or another, we are struggling to get through each day. Now, life has changed dramatically for many of us. I think in the first place, many of us were living under the illusion that the future, from a human perspective, is predictable and certain and will unfold in the way that we would desire it to unfold. And that illusion evaporated overnight. It was shattered as the world was turned upside down. Some of us, we've lost our jobs. Some of us, we've been prevented from working, but all of us have been impacted by social distancing and social isolation. Now, at one level, as a church, that means we've been unable to gather for worship every week. But if we're living alone, it it means that any feeling of loneliness that we might have been feeling, that's simply been compounded. Uh, If we're living with our children and spouse, tensions have increased. There have been fights and arguments and over the silliest things even more than we'd even want to admit. And this time has painfully exposed uh, the sinful weaknesses in our character, our pride and our selfishness and our anger, all of these things. I think it would be true to say that we are all suffering under a lot of pressure as of late. Now, admittedly, some of that pressure is self-inflicted. But if you're like me, uh, you've had your good days, you've had your bad days. In fact, you've had your fair share of bad days. And the thing about these bad days is they have a way of sneaking up on you. And that personally has left me tired at times. And I wonder if the same is true for you. Has this roller coaster of emotions left you feeling emotionally and spiritually, even physically, depleted and exhausted at times? Would you say to me if we were talking face-to-face that you're running on empty? Now, as you think about these things, I want to ask another question for you. Maybe it seems a bit strange at first. What's your if only? If only this would happen, then my life would be better. You know, we tell ourselves that that all the time. We, We might say to ourselves, well, if only this pandemic would end, or if only scientists would discover a safe and reliable vaccine. If only the economy remained stable so I have work afterward. If only my kids wouldn't act out so much. If only my spouse wasn't so selfish. If only my house was bigger. The church father, Augustine, he once famously wrote, You have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they find their rest in you. In other words, the only if only that can give us rest is God himself. Someone shared with me recently that this entire situation we find ourselves in has begun to painfully expose the idols, the small g gods, the if-onlys of their heart, a desire for creature comfort, a desire for financial security, a desire for stability. All of these things are promised in a tantalizing way. There's rest, there's happiness, there's purpose, but we know that none of these things will ultimately satisfy You see, when Augustine wrote what he did about resting in God, he was referring to the fact that humans in the very beginning were created in the image of God. We were created 
to live in an intimate relationship with our Creator. We were created to enjoy Him. We were created to rest in Him and to glorify Him and to bask in His glory and enjoy His goodness. Now, Revelation 4, verse 11 is one of many passages in the Bible that speaks about this. It says there, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive honor and glory and power, for you created all things, and by your will they existed and are created. So like a fish was created to swim in the ocean to the glory of God, humans were created in the image of God, to live in relationship with him, to fill the earth, and to rule over creation, to build cities, to create culture, all for his glory. But then sin entered the picture. Adam and Eve, our first parents, they believed the lie that rest and happiness and purpose could be found in a place other than in relationship with God. And so like a fish, you might believe the lie that There's true life and purpose and identity on the shore. Instead of the water, they jumped out of the water. And like a fish that would do something like that, they immediately and in futility began to gasp for oxygen, and they began to die. The 17th century philosopher and theologian and mathematician Blaise Pascal wrote about this. He said, What else does this craving and this helplessness proclaim but that there was once in man a true happiness, of which all that now remains is the empty print and trace. This he tries in vain to fill with everything around him, seeking in things that are not there the help he cannot find in those that are, though none can help, since this infinite abyss can be filled only with an infinite and immutable object, in other words, God himself. And that, of course, reminds me of the words of our Presbyterian friends, Shorter Catechism. What's the chief end of man? Why were you created in the first place? And the answer, according to the Bible, is you were created to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. Yet like Cain, who murdered his brother in Genesis 4, we've been condemned to a life of restless wandering in this broken world. But it's precisely here that the truth of the gospel shines into this brokenness and this restlessness. We hear the words of John 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but find eternal life, eternal rest in Jesus Christ. We we hear the words of the Lord Jesus Christ in Luke 19, verse 10. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost, lost and restless sinners like you and me. And then we're stopped dead in our tracks because of Christ's invitation in Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30, where the Lord Jesus says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Christ came into this world to save us from the burden of all of those if-onlys. Christ, he came into this world to free us from this way of thinking that we have got to do good works in order to earn our way back into relationship with God. And Christ, he frees us from this trap that all of us are guilty of. We seem to place our identity and our worth and our purpose in the things that we do 
who we are, what we do at work, how clean our homes are, how well our kids are doing in school. And Christ says, no, stop it. You will never find rest for your soul in all of those if-onlys. But you can find rest for your soul in a relationship with me, in a relationship that's founded on my grace to broken and weary sinners. And then the Lord Jesus says something that seems so paradoxical on first hearing. He says, stop striving under that burdensome and wearisome yoke. Try this one on. My yoke is light and it's easy. Well, what Jesus is talking about here is the yoke of discipleship. It's the yoke of a relationship with the Lord Jesus. It's the yoke of intimacy. It's a yoke of walking by grace. You see, when Christ came into this world, he came to seek and save the lost. He came to provide a way to eternal life for people who put their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior from sin. But he also came to restore us, to redeem us, and to renew us back to our original intention for which we were created, to live to the glory of God in all that we do. And so he says, put my yoke on. And then he says, I'm not going to leave you alone. And I'm reminded of the words of the Apostle Paul in Philippians 4 verse 13, where he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Christ, he gives us his spirit so that we can carry his yoke wherever we go. Whatever the day might look like in this roller coaster of ups and downs, of days of of goodness and days of exhaustion, Christ gives us his spirit and our identity will never change and that relationship with him will never be threatened and this is the only way our souls may find rest. Well, the world that we are living in right now has been turned upside down and I think you would agree with me right now that this world more than ever needs to hear about the rest that is offered in the Lord Jesus Christ. Nothing will provide the rest that it is looking for. Nothing but Jesus Christ. And so I ask you to think about these things, but more importantly, to pray about these things. Let's pray together that the Lord Jesus will reveal himself and his easy and light yoke to a broken and weary and burdened world.